At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here for another game day edition of the Hornet Timecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Busy show today. We'll talk power rankings and we'll talk Hornets preview against the Pacers with one of our favorite guests here on the HHC. You can see him on Fox 46 nightly as a host for Charlotte Sports Live and he's a podcast host too. Our guest today, Will Kunkel of Fox 46 right here in the Queen City. Will, good to have you back. What's up, Sam? Where do I rank in your power rankings of guests? I'm going to be very diplomatic, but you are certainly one of our first most frequented and favorited guests here on the HHC. Good answer. (laughs) Gotta be diplomatic. Well, we're glad to have you here. Uh, We'll talk to you about the game coming up tonight against the Pacers and the power rankings. But first off, I want to talk to you about some some sad news we got in the world of sports and in the world of broadcasting as well. Uh, Mention you're a a podcast host, your podcast, A Relatable Journey, where you speak with some prominent names in sports broadcasting in particular, but it goes well beyond that, talking about faith and sports and a variety of other topics. And, uh, you know, we lost someone who would have been a great guest on on any podcast, on any subject, really. Uh, John Madden died yesterday at the age of 85. The NFL uh, making the announcement, Commissioner Roger Goodell in a statement said, nobody loved football more than coach. He was football. He went on to say, there will never be another John Madden. And we will forever be indebted to him for all he did to make football and the NFL what it is today. Uh, this is obviously a, a NBA podcast and a Hornets podcast, but I, I don't think I'm out of turn saying that John Madden had a huge impact on me as a sports broadcaster. I think everyone in sports broadcasting, the, the way um, games are presented, regardless of whether it was football or not, was impacted by this man who would have been a Hall of Famer had he never taken the mic 
but he became a game changer in so many ways when he did. There's not a lot of guys in sports or in life in general that cross a multitude of generations for different reasons. I mean, the older generation knows him as a coach and a football player even before that. Our generation primarily knew him probably as a broadcaster as well as the video game. And then the, the younger generation, as young as like six years old, knows John Madden. They may not know what he did prior to the video game, but they know who John Madden is because of the video game. I mean, it's a, he had a remarkable life in the game of football, and what he did was pretty special. I'll never forget how he brought a game to life from an understanding standpoint, showing what happened on the field, telestrating what happened on the field. As far as I remember, he was the first one to do that. And I'm sure I'm wrong there, but it's the first one I remember. He really explained the game so well and illustrated that on the on the TV. I mean, there's so many different avenues we could go to talk to about him. But you know, one you touched on was video games, and and obviously a lot of uh, players and people in the NBA world love video games. Madden always comes to the top of the list. And, and to put it in context of how big this person was, the NFL is considered to be the most profitable and prominent sports property that there is in terms of a game-to-game basis. My point of bringing this up is NFL, those three letters are so valuable, and yet the number one video game about the sport doesn't have NFL on it. It has Madden. That name is synonymous with football as much as the NFL ever has been or ever maybe will be. That's insane to even think about it that way, and I guarantee you there are people that don't even know frankly who john madden is but know madden and that his name took on a whole different world because of that video game which is pretty impressive also be because of his broadcasting like you mentioned uh he had a style that was just had never been seen before and he he worked for all the major networks um he you know brought a telestrator into use he brought a turducken into our thanksgiving holiday um, just the way he would describe things, the things he would fixate on, the way he traveled was so unique, doing it on a bus and not on planes. Uh, everything about him uh, was was just unique and, and one of a kind. And the thing that I you know think back on when I think of a John Madden broadcast was just kind of a joyfulness. There's there's a Lamelo quality that that comes to mind when I when I see Lamelo doing things now, you can't help but smile. You know he he's just got the world on a string. And when I think of John Madden, I think the same way. It's like, sure, let's let's do Telestrator on Troy Aikman's sideburns, or let's make up a tr- crazy dish for Thanksgiving, or let's go around the country on a bus. There's a certain joyfulness. And you know what? If, if John Madden was calling a basketball game today, I'll bet you he'd love calling everything LaMelo Ball did from the time he pulled up to the arena to the second he got off the floor. Uh, no doubt, because John Madden had a love for the game. LaMelo has a love for the game. It's amazing what you can accomplish and what you can do and how – you can be related to when you have a love for the game and that passion shines through. It, it's special. John had that. Gone too soon. John Madden passing away yesterday at 85. A little impromptu segment here on the Hornets Hivecast, but someone who definitely left his mark on his sport in particular, um, but the world of sports broadcasting in general. So we will get back to Hornets business next. We're going to talk power rankings, where do the Hornets fit in, in Will Kunkel's mind, and according to The Athletic, the people putting out that publication as well. That's next here on the HHC. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. 
You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Will Kunkel, sports anchor on Fox 46, as well as their flagship Charlotte Sports Live on Nightly CSL. I love being a guest there. Who's your favorite? What's your favorite Queen City crown from 2021? So you're going to hate this because it actually has nothing to do with sports. I found video of a parakeet drinking some alcohol and was clearly drunk. And it was just the greatest video of him like dozing off and wobbling while on the on the tree branch. So that, that's it. I mean, out of all the things I could have picked in the world of sports, that's my favorite one because it got so much great reaction on social media. See, that's the unexpected stuff you have when you host a podcast. As you know, you're, you're thinking it'll be a sports figure. It'll be some local hero saving a cat from a tree. It, it's a drunk animal. Indeed, a drunk bird. <laughs> Who can beat that? Uh, let's go into power rankings. Uh, the Hornets uh, have gotten off to a, a slightly above 500 start through uh, a little more than a third of the season now to this stage. Uh, there's a lot of ways to look at it. I'll ask you first before we look to what the Athletics said. One through 30, where do the Hornets stack up in the NBA power rankings in your mind? And I would say somewhere in the middle, and I would probably say... 14 is kind of what my heart says. 14, I think, is solid. Personally, the belief in people who listen to the podcast hear me say it all the time. I think Charlotte's been underrated because their schedule has been so difficult. So being 500 for the Hornets is worth a lot more than other teams who might be 500 right now. But I think 14 is solid. Uh, Today we were comparing your pick to the Athletic, and I don't understand exactly why, but the Athletic has them at number 19. The NBA.com ones, which we talked about on yesterday's podcast, had them at number 12. The Athletic has them in the tournament gives them life tier, meaning basically the the play-in tournament uh, gives them an opportunity that they probably wouldn't get on their own. I'm I'm frankly surprised at it, um, but I'm with you. So you said 14, Athletics says 19. So here's what we want to do. We want to give you uh, the three teams directly ahead of the Hornets in the Athletics power rankings, and you got to tell me just one of them you think the Hornets should be ahead of and why. So here are your choices, the L.A. Clippers, the L.A. Lakers, and the New York Knicks. I don't think the Lakers are very good. I mean... LeBron, he can do whatever he wants at any given moment. I understand that. But the team's old. They're aged. I honestly don't think they're that very that good of a team. And they're under 500, and they've had the easiest schedule of this season. Well, I think you know a- any of these three teams would have been the right answer. Charlotte has beaten the Knicks already this season. Uh, New York has a losing record at home. They do have a winning record on the road, but uh, they're several games back of the Hornets right now. I-, I don't understand quite how they get ahead of Charlotte in the power rankings considering uh, their schedule has been much easier in terms of home and road than the Hornets have. And to your point, the Clippers and Lakers have both played more home games, I believe, than any other teams in the NBA. Their schedule is about to get exponentially harder from this point on. Uh, And to this point in the season, they're both right around 500. I don't understand where uh, the Athletic uh, has this. understand it, Sam. What happens is it's L.A. (laughs) And then we're Charlotte. That's exactly what happens. Well, 
look, I, I think Charlotte, if I were doing the power rankings, I'd have them somewhere probably around 11 or 12. I think uh, their schedule is so difficult to this point, and they have no major injuries, knock on wood, to this point that they've got to navigate. Uh, I think things are, are looking good. Wins in the sales of the Hornets here, so I, I don't understand where the Athletic is coming from, putting them at 19, but uh, just room for growth. You can play that card, the underappreciated underdog card that Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney seemingly play all the time despite, despite being double-digit favorites every week. It, it's amazing how they're able to motivate those kids. What kind of motivation do you think it really is, though, for the Hornets? I think you know they all believe in that locker room that um, the best is yet to come, that the schedule is about to slide into their favor in terms of home games, in terms of rest. But the fact that a major publication, look, The Athletic dedicates as much time and as much resources, web page space as anyone, to covering the NBA. They're examining this from all different angles, and they came up with 19 as the appropriate spot in the power rankings, which would be barely into a play-in tournament, not hosting one necessarily. What kind of motivation do you think that is to an NBA basketball player, if at all? I don't know that it is much motivation for the Hornets because, listen, they're underrated thrown away by everyone nationally every single year until they prove it my worry is when they start putting it all together they get healthy and then they start getting those clippings of the headlines how do they respond to that that's going to be interesting because it's something this team really has never seen very true and and, you know to a certain respect we had this situation last season the hornets uh were looking at a a more home heavy back third of the season but it all kind of went out the window when gordon hayward and Lamelo ball got hurt i mean suddenly they're without a lot of their big pieces i think they're in a better position to sustain injuries now with uh, guys like kelly Oubre and ish smith in the fold but still just because they've quote-unquote survived the first third of the schedule with all the road games and have a very home-heavy back two-thirds of the schedule to look forward to, uh, it doesn't mean the games are easy. I mean, case in point, the the next homestand coming up, they're going to host Milwaukee twice. That's the defending champion. I don't care where you play them. That's a tough game. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of easy games until they get to play Orlando. And even the Rockets, listen, everyone was saying, oh, this is a get-right game. They lost to the Rockets last time in overtime, so there is no easy game in the NBA, especially when you're beat up. And they have no Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington right now, and who knows how this is going to go going forward with COVID protocols. Thankfully, the NBA did make that adjustment to where it's now six days once you once you're asymptomatic or healthy and ready to roll. So hopefully, they won't. No one will really will really be impacted like they have been. And, especially the Hornets. You're going to be previewing this game against the Pacers next segment, but real quick, just diving into the first two weeks of January. You do have a couple of easier games sprinkled in there. Hornets are going to host Detroit. They're going to host host Orlando. Presumably, those should be wins as uh, neither of those are on night two of a back-to-back or anything that would make it any more difficult. It's kind of a straight-up-and-down game. But in between all those, Charlotte's got to host Phoenix. Very difficult team. Night two of the back-to-back is at Washington. That's never easy. They're going to host Milwaukee twice. They're going to go play Philadelphia, who haven't they, they haven't beaten in the last 15-plus tries. Being at home is advantageous. The Hornets have shown they can beat anyone in the NBA with wins over Brooklyn on the road and Golden State at home already on their ledger. But that doesn't mean that this is going to be uh, just lock them up for 50 wins on the season. Uh, the job still has to be done. No, I've seen the Panthers blow home games much more difficult than what the Hornets have lined up. So I, I've seen a team lose at home that should have won at home. I mean, the, the, the Hornets had a tough win against the Nuggets that they should have lost. They were in the game they should have lost. They were down by so many, came back and won. So that, another thing that scares me is that the schedule always kind of 
evens itself out. So it makes me worried that they're going to maybe drop a quote-unquote winnable, easy winnable game. Well, a lot of people have tonight's game as a winnable game. Hornets visiting the Indiana Pacers, who are 14-20 and 20 on the season, but it's a little misleading in terms of just looking at the record and saying, ah, that's an easy one. We'll get into why and have our game preview next as we roll along here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Cataracts made it hard to see clearly. Even movies were blurry. So I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Will Kunkel, host of Charlotte Sports Live on Fox 46, sports anchor extraordinaire. See him nightly on our local Fox station here in the Queen City. Here with us on the Hornet Timecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. All right, Will, time to preview tonight's matchup with the Pacers. I preface this at the end of last segment by saying that Indiana is not as easy of a game as people are making it out to be. Even walking around Indiana a little bit, picking up some food uh, last night, talking to folks, they're like, ah, Indiana's not very good this year. And I said, well, wait a minute. You, have you seen them at home? They're actually not bad. They're 11-7 and seven in the great state of Indiana, 3-13 and 13 elsewhere. So, yes, they've been awful on the road. Hornets have picked up two close wins, but both of them wins at their expense already at Spectrum Center. But playing them at home is an entirely different story. Indiana might be 14-20, and 20, but they're still only two games roughly outside of a play-in tournament spot. Um, people are saying that a fire sale is about to ensue. I think are, are jumping the gun a little bit here. Indiana has plenty of time to get back into the playoff picture, just straight top six, let alone being in the top ten. And playing them on their home floor is very different than the first two games the Hornets had against them. And let's not hope, let's hope that the Hornets don't have those jitters walking into that building after what happened last year at the end of the season, getting smacked in the play-in game. But not only everything you just said, the whole paces are a bad matchup for the Hornets because of the, the big guys that they had, DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. So it doesn't exactly bode well inside the Hornets against these guys either. I had uh, gotten that out of my memory, so thank you for bringing that back to me now. Yes, Indiana, um, you know, I think the Hornets still want a little revenge in this building tonight, which has a new name. So I guess, you know, they can never again have to suffer the horrors of Bankers Life Fieldhouse. It's now Gainbridge Fieldhouse, so new name, uh, maybe a new history to be made here for the Hornets tonight. Let's get into our game preview. I want you to pick a player for each team and a statistic to watch for this one. Uh, you are the guest. You get to go first, and after each one, I'll give a counter or another uh, person or statistic to watch. So you're the guest. You can choose a pacer, a Hornet, or a stat to watch first. So I'm going to go with a player to watch, and I'm going to do two because it's it's not my show, so I can break the rules like everyone else does when they come on Charlotte Sports Live. I want to do LaMelo, but also Gordon Hayward. Gordon's returning home, so it's a big showcase game for him to play in front of friends and family. Well, you took both of my guys. I, I, I like the pick. I think 
Uh, Gordon Hayward, as you mentioned, he's got some really good history uh, going back to the state of Indiana from his college days and everything. Uh, and both of these guys, I think this is a good matchup for him. I think there are certain positions, obviously, where Indiana has a, a, an edge. And certainly with P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges out for health and safety protocols, that edge is accentuated in the post. But in terms of point guard, LaMelo Ball has a side and speed advantage on anyone he goes up against. And Gordon Hayward is this kind of in-between player who is going to be too quick for one of these bigs to defend him, and he's going to be too big for one of their guards to defend him. Gordon's had two really good games against Indiana already this season. Uh, He shot over 50% against the Pacers. He's averaging close to... 25 points per game against Indiana so far this season. Lomelo's averaging over 30. So um, I like the picks. No arguments with either one. And uh, so I'm just going to say good pick, Will Kunkel. You go ahead and go next. Uh, do you want to do a pacer or a statistic to watch? All right, a statistic and then rebounding. How can the Pacers, how, how can the Hornets hang with the Pacers when it comes to the rebounding game with those two big guys inside that I mentioned earlier? Love it. And I think, you know, specifically when it comes to offensive rebounding when you look at where Indiana has its biggest advantage on the boards and they're a very good rebounding team uh, either offensively or defensively but comparatively speaking to the Hornets Charlotte's a slightly better offensive rebounding team um, but they have been a really bad defensive rebounding team and that's where Indiana can feast I mean you know it's one thing to stop the first shot if you have to stop three shots per possession uh, it can be a long night very quickly so I'm with you there I think the Hornets really have to commit to the glass and do a good job there or this one can certainly get out of hand my statistic to watch for this one I'm going out a little bit on a limb because it really hasn't come into play yet but I feel like it should I think the Hornets need to do a better job at kind of solidifying their edge from three it's very strange the Hornets are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA number one in three-point percentage at roughly 38 percent on the season Indiana is one of the worst and yet when you look at the box scores from the first two games Indiana has made more threes in the head-to-head matchup than the Hornets have game one which Charlotte won 123 to 122 that great stop by PJ Washington late against Damanis Sabonis helping to steal the win Uh, Pacers knocked down 17 threes in that one Hornets only 13 and while Charlotte shot the better percentage again the numbers don't lie the the Pacers ended up making more threes in that game Uh, I think that's something that the Hornets would typically have and want to have as an advantage you go to the next game Hornets won it again a close one 121 to 118 was the final Uh, Demonis Sabonis had quite frankly a bad game in that one he only scored eight points it was the bench that brought Indiana back and almost helped them uh, steal victory from the jaws of defeat because uh, the Hornets dominated the first three quarters or so of it. It took a big comeback from Indiana, almost a uh, Charlotte at Denver style one. Uh, but in that one, too, the Hornets made 12 threes. Indiana made 11. It was a, essentially a negligible difference. So I think this is a game where uh, the Hornets need to continue to take the good shots, but they need to either limit Indiana's opportunities from three or just increase uh, their output there because it's definitely an advantage that I think they need to take better advantage of. I love that stat because Terry Rozier said after the Rockets game that he has got to be better defensively, and he admitted it's a lack of effort. And I don't like hearing that, but I also like hearing that he was challenged by his head coach, James Brago, and that he's acknowledged he's got to show better effort on the defensive side of the ball. It's like rebounding. It's all about effort. Whoever pushes that effort out there, is going to get the loose ball, who's going to get the steal, is going to shut down the guy that they need to shut down. And if 
they gave up too many points in the first quarter to the Houston Rockets, a very poor basketball team. So they can't afford to have that defensive effort against the Indiana Pacers or any team that's kind of playing and flirting with a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. They've got to lock down the three-point area because that's how the NBA game is played today. Let's wrap it up with a player to watch for the Pacers. Who have you got your eye on, Will Kunkel? Um, I want to say Sabonis, and it's because it's it's the point I've been hammering all day. And he can go inside and he can go outside. He can give them second chance points to give you another stat that you got that you want to keep an eye on. So I think DeMontis Sabonis is the guy that I we've got to be able to control. I'm gonna go with Malcolm Brogdon for this one. He's had some pretty solid games against the Hornets historically. Uh, the opener this year, he went for 28 points. He was 9 of 9 from the free throw line. He distributed 11 assists. He shot okay from three in that one. Uh, the next game, again, the starters were pretty much wall-to-wall all terrible. The only one who had a decent statistical game was Malcolm Brogdon. Mostly the bench was able to bring the Pacers somewhat close to the Hornet. Charlotte ended up eking out the win anyways. Um, But I'm going to keep my eye on Malcolm Brogdon. He's a a player who's uh, had some serious success in his career for, you know, winning Rookie of the Year previously. Kind of coming out of nowhere to do it, uh, having been a second-round pick along the way. But this is a 20-points-per-game guy. He's you know, shoots a great percentage from the field, from free throw, has had his ups and downs from three over the course of this season and, and some other ones, but uh, I think he can be a, a real X factor for this one. Um, so Malcolm Brogdon, my guy to watch because you took the obvious one in Demonis Sabonis. <laughs> I'm just smart. I had the first overall draft pick, and that's who I took. And I had Muggsy Bogues on Charlotte Sports Live um, last week, and he said that he wants the Hornets to go out and get a knockdown shooter. So it would be interesting to see if um, Mitch would make a, a move for somebody like that, if they if the Pacers and do have a and do indeed have a uh, fire sale, I'll say it again. I I understand where the mindset is coming from, but I think that one of the great things about the play-in tournament, Will, and I think you'd agree with me on this, is it really makes teams hesitate before selling. You know, you you have to be pretty far out of it at this stage to say we're not going to creep up and compete for tenth. And right now, even though the Pacers don't have a, a great win percentage, they're fourteen and twenty. They're really only two games out of a play-in tournament spot. So for me, I, I think it's too early for for them to consider selling with a new coach. We saw what happened last season with the Washington Wizards coming on really strong at the end. If they had had that fire sale, they don't make it into the playoffs at all. Um, so I I think uh, the Pacers will probably hang tight with what they've got. It would not shock me at all if the Hornets went into Indiana played a really good game, and still came away with an L because I think the Pacers are a much better team than their record would indicate. I agree with that second point. I think that if we can maybe add on some of those L's to the Pacers, we can nudge them in the sell direction. So let's go in there and let's get a two-for-one, a dub, and take one of their players with us. <laughs> I see what's on your uh, residual Christmas wish list. Well, uh, it was our Christmas wish to get you back on the podcast, and we're glad we could do it today. Encourage you to watch Charlotte Sports Live CSL nightly on Fox 46, and check out A Relatable Journey, Will Kunkel's new podcast, speaking with some of the most prominent names in sports broadcasting in particular, but uh, not generally speaking, always sports people. Who's next up on your podcast guest list, Will? That's a great question. So we're putting together Season 2 right now as we speak, and uh, Season 2 will be released in a little bit um, after the football season because it took over. But uh, guys like Mark Schlereth are going to come on, so it should be a lot of fun. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we appreciate having you here with us, Will. Great luck to you tonight on Charlotte Sports Live. Hey, at least you don't have to worry about the Hornets game being on the Western Conference side of things and, uh, you know, dribbling into your sportscast. Yeah, yeah. you guys tune in to CSL tonight. We're going to have a full post-game wrap on this on this win, and we're going to see what, what player Mitch Kupchak fleeces from the Pacers. <laughs> He's speaking it into existence. Will Kunkel of Fox 46. Thanks, as always, for joining us, my friend. Thanks, brother. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. Tomorrow we will have our post-game wrap-up edition of the HHC breaking down tonight's game against the Pacers. Till then, for my guest Will Kunkel, our producer Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.